0: Hello and thanks for listening to the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. All opinions expressed are those of the contributors and not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. For advertising and sponsorship opportunities, you can email dave.salmon at beyondradio.co.uk Or send me a private message on Twitter, at DPSalmon. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary
1: of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.
2: After...
0: Off a hoover can't quite sort his feet out. Oh, and then the lucky. shot came in from McCalmont, took a slight deflection, and over the bar it goes for a corner. Good move.
3: Yeah, great move. Started and finished with uh, with Alfie McCalmont. It was a great tackle from the Leeds United loanee, wasn't it? And ultimately there to, to pounce on the loose ball. Unfortunately, took a bit a bit of a deflection to go over the top, but the ships have won themselves an the early corner. Defending to do. That's a lovely effort yeah, from say.
0: Wilmot from the edge of the area and well played and Good double strong hand there from Jochen Anderson away to his right hand side at Jonah Ayunga down this road. Oh, lovely, lovely. play from Jonah. Silky as you like to get away from three or four players and get into the of who turns away from his man. Goal stops and bearing down on goal. He's going oh. to get a shot away as well. It was not quite in the corner but it's still a smart stop low down to his right by Joe Day. And it's Adam Phillips who is making way for Aaron So, It's much a life for like spot, I think. Adam Phillips. Um, it's fair to say he's not been in the best of form over the last couple of weeks, but he's put in a much better display today, and that's a that's a good what 66 or so minutes that he's put in as
3: well. Yeah, absolutely. Been impressed with uh, with Adam today. Certainly, Aaron Wildick now brought on to uh, well, he'll be hungry to uh, to succeed, won't he, this afternoon given the uh, the games that he's missed through injury.
0: Same wire Raymire the Callum Jones, barging his way forward, he's on the edge of the box. maybe maybe support, gets the cross in instead, where a flick header, it's going to be Aaron Wilding. Yes! Come ball, on! Coming off the bench, it's the, fire, the ball into the back of Joe Day's net, and midway through the second half, the deadlock broken here at the Mizuma Stadium. And it's the super sunk. Aaron Wilding, great right cross from the right-hand side from Callum Jones. He beats everybody, and at the back post, there was Wilding. Yards out, and he makes no mistake to make it
3: more than one. Newport County nil. Incredible scenes at the Mizzouma Stadium. What an impact from Stephen Robinson. The ball fell to Aaron Wildick at the back stick, and he makes no mistake. And I will tell you what, he will love that. And it's more than one. Newport County nil. What an impact from Aaron I How many fairness,
0: man? In fairness, he couldn't really miss was absolutely on a play for him. He still had to do a nice left-footed side-foot finish to get it past the keeper, but I want to say great play from Callum Jones. I thought he'd lost it and then he just whipped in a delicious ball. And who are an Power for him and eventually you Norman know, just play that nicely into the back of Don Telford inside the more penalty area. Black stays down Telford and it's Kevin Allison whose first touch of the ball is to head it against the post.
3: And it was offside. He was offside, it wouldn't have
0: counted. It's a left-footed crossing towards the edge of the six-yard box. Headed away by Cooney. Ball not gone on the second phase. Shot comes in, save. and that is a lovely tip over the bar once more. And that was destined for the top corner. And at full stretch, once again, Jocko Anderson tips it over the bar. He's
3: putting a good shift, that's what it's happening, Jocko Landersen. It's a great save again.
0: That's going to be it's a fun. hard kick. And that, indeed, is the full-time whistle here at the Missoula Stadium. And Morko... Thanks to Aaron Wilding's goal midway through the second half, he was his first touch of the ball after he came off the bench as a second half substitute for Adam Phillips. Played down the right hand side by Callum Jones, went across by Ryan McLaughlin and there was Aaron Wilde three yards out in the 67th minute to poach his finish at home for what turned out to be the only goal of the game here at the Mazuma Stadium. So Stephen Robinson's men with their first win in seven games in the and Cup and that is just a ton of the time we need going into the international break.
1: reaction to the action this is the shrimp's verdict on beyond radio oh the conditions were incredible but you know what that's my favorite performance of the season because there's been question marks over us um in terms of our aggression and our grit and steel and determination and we showed that in absolute abundance today you know we defended set play brilliantly we defended long throw coming in swirling in the wind um and everyone to a man give up if I was a Morgan fan tonight I'd be like do you know what them boys are playing for the shirt you know we have good performances we'd be better on the ball at times we will be when the conditions improve but we showed that we've got another little bit of their identity as well and I'm, I'm really proud of them today you wanted some sort of response from Tuesday and you certainly got it yeah we did Listen, to, as I say we will play better football than that we will pass the ball better the front three will be better in terms of going forward, but how hard did they work? You know, the work great, the energy, winning headers, taking hits in the face, you know, that, that was that's what you need. That's the basics. And if you do that
4: and we keep improving on that, we'll be okay. Talking of the blocks at the end, some of the blocks Scott Water made in particular were tremendous.
1: Yeah, I, I think without singling anybody out, you know, the, the back four were very good defensively. I thought the the two young boys in midfield Alfie and, and Callum were excellent today, you know, great energy, great legs and you know but as a team collectively driving each other or we had a meeting during the week and we said you know what's the perception of you outside this football club as a team and they all told me and we went how do we change that and we did and that's the start of it today and as we have to do every single week every single game then basics when your football matches when you're not quite at your best and we will be better than that because we've proved we can pass the ball but add that to it we're okay
4: talking about the goal the winner aaron Wildig came literally seconds after after he came off the bench so inspired management or uh, good positioning by Aaron Wolding? Uh, listen, no, the credit goes to Aaron, not
1: for me. Um, I was tempted to start Aaron today. What he does give us is another bit of experience. You know, he scored goals at this level, scored a lot of goals last year, but he's been, he's been so unfortunate with injuries. Every time he gets near the first team again, he's injured, or he got illness. So hopefully his, his luck's turned. I think he's a really clever footballer that can, can play a big part for us going forward.
4: That's what he did so often last year, just picking goals up at the six-yard box from crosses the bo- across the box. Just, Sneaking in there behind defenders. Yeah, that's invaluable at this level. But also is, is communication, you know, we are quiet side
1: and to have somebody that speaks in midfield and controls, actually understands the game. You know, he, he understands tactically the game and it, it's really good when you give him a message, he takes it on board and I'm actually delighted personally for him. He's had a tough time um and he's he's rose above it, worked hard to get himself fit again and you know hopefully we'll get ninety minutes out of him on Tuesday.
4: At the other end, jock Anderson made some fantastic
1: saves again. Yeah, and I mean, for a goalkeeper, that's probably you know every goalkeeper's nightmare, kicking into the wind, coming for balls. But you know, he was he was really steady for a young boy. Managed the game really well today as well, which is we've we've talked about managing the game and as a group, that was the best we've managed the game. How important was it for
4: you and the club to get into the second round? Listen, it
1: was, it was massive just to break the losing sequence. If I'm being honest, because for all the good play and all the good stuff. You need wins to back that up. Um, you know, the players have never lost belief in each other and in, in what we do in the process. But, you know, the bonus is you get to the next round. Hopefully we get another home draw because, again, people behind us in ridiculous conditions. Um, you know, so, it, you know, if we can get a home draw, we can challenge anybody. And credit to Newport as well. They've played some good football. Newport are a good side. There? There's, there's not too much difference between the top half of League 2 and, you know, the, the bottom half of League 1. There's not much difference at all. Budgets, talent, players... And, you know, they got to the playoffs last year, so it shows that are a good side. They've retained a lot of good players, and they've got a very good coach in charge as well.
4: Talking about conditions, that happens a lot, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think for the first two weeks in Morecambe, <laughs> it was like Marbella. I was buzzing. Um, I think this is a real Morecambe weather now, but remember... I grew up in Belfast, and I had most of my management career in Glasgow, so
0: I'm well used to this. Stephen, thanks very much. Cheers guys, thank you. You can see the demeanour of yourself, Stephen, I'm sure that the club as well, significantly lifted after today. Of course, look, everyone
1: having nothing but support from people around the town um, and I've got people coming up to me one of my neighbours reminded me I'd not won a game since I moved into my new house um, in Morecambe so I'm glad I've put that to bed but I've had nothing but support from the owners from the directors you know they see what we're trying to do they see where our starting point was from and um, I think we've got our just rewards so then I'll repeat myself we will play better on the ball than that but the, the character And the tenacity Showing
0: ahead And tackling the basics You know that was a, a really good performance To be proud of Because we've shown it Haven't we during the season Against the better teams That we can do it It's that consistency And now we know That we, we've got that grit And that side of the game As well It's putting it all together Sometimes you've you got to prove to yourself they, they all knew When we spoke during the week What we're missing They all know what we're
1: missing It's harder to go and Actually prove what you're missing And they've done that today So you can do it once You can do it every time Because it's just mentality And that we... You know, we've got boys who are good boys that want to learn young boys naive boys it's up to me to continue to help them continue to give them advice put an arm around your
0: shoulder and you know, if we've got the support and, and direction that we aim to be going in them as I say we'll be okay And a good two weeks now to get some good training under our belts you, you've said several times already this season we don't get enough time between games to, to really get the coaching into them but a good opportunity now to do that
1: Yeah I mean listen, every player at knows exactly what we want from them on the ball and off the ball um, I think proving themselves that character today was great the two weeks give us an opportunity we'll go strong again as strong as we possibly can on Tuesday night again because I think I've chopped and changed back fours because we haven't been able to keep that consistency and injuries have killed us a little bit with Greg being injured then Ryan and vice versa one round injured so I'm trying to get some sort of consistency in the group that is available to me with international call-ups and you know we'll be looking to, to build on that
0: on Tuesday night so Arthur back today Stephen Aaron back today as well we're getting back to full strength now I suppose Tuesday, it would have been an ideal opportunity for people like John O'Beaker and Courtney to play, but they're not going to quite be ready for that.
1: No, it's, it's unfortunate because um, Courtney's probably still a week away. He's joining in properly on Monday. Um, John's 10 days to two weeks away from joining in. Obviously, Aaron Wildig will get as much as we can of the game. Um, Liam Gibson will get as much as we can of the game. Um, Kyle and So, yeah, it's an opportunity for some, but I'm not making wholesale changes for the, the game.
4: Enjoy the weekend, and Enjoy the weather, too. So, oh, thank you. <laughs> Cheers. Aaron Wardig, a 1-0 win. Another goal for you. Great to see you back on the pits and great to see you back on the score sheet.
2: Yeah, obviously, the main thing is to win the game and, as you can see, condition's really difficult. Newport, good side, new manager, all, all things really for a bit of a cup upset if you like because we're a league above but uh no to come on and i just thought trying to impact the game i knew i could make those runs into the box and uh thankfully first touch of the game failed to me and it was just about getting a good contact and putting it in the net so no, i'm delighted to help the team it's been a really really difficult period actually for me uh did okay in pre-season and then i had a hamstring injury before the week then i got really ill then first came back against burton rolled my ankle with unopposed and that blows up so i've got no rhythm and all stuff like that but it's just trying now to hopefully Building up a bit of fitness and all that, and uh, try and get back involved in the, and affect the uh, squad.
4: It was like one of those goals that you scored last year, wasn't it? The sort of came in and sneaked to the far post.
2: Well, yeah. In previous years, uh, over the years, you've seen me miss a few one-on-ones, so I thought, right, let's stop getting the one-on-ones and just get in the six-yard box. And at the minute, a few of them have gone in. So over the last year or so, so no, I think um, I think I've always been one of my strengths of the game is making runs into the box. Um, I think obviously the final product end product putting it in the net has let me down a bit maybe over the years but like i said since i don't know season and a half back when i started putting a few in before covid finished the season i think um, i've started to put a few away so uh, uh hopefully i can help out over the next few months
4: it was a tough game wasn't it tough conditions against a really good side
2: yeah they're a good side we uh, worked a lot on them they play a bit of a unique formation in the diamond you don't see it often and uh, they play some good stuff the two strikers have been on fire over the last few weeks and uh you know what it's like between the top end of league two and uh, league one clubs there's not a lot in there there's not a lot in between the teams and like you say, conditions jockle made some really good saves so i think it was about winning today though i think we needed to get that feel good factor back going into an international break and uh, we've got another game tuesday and hopefully we can build on that
4: hopefully tuesday you may get 90 minutes again just to help build up your fitness
2: yeah possibly i don't know i don't know what i, I don't know what the um i don't know what the gaffer's i don't know what the gaffer's thinking i don't know if he's going to make changes similar sort of side uh, we haven't got a game next saturday so he might, uh, he might play a similar team. I don't know, but yeah, if, if, if called upon, hopefully I can build up the minutes.
4: So how frustrating has it been for you this season? You've, you mentioned a few things there. What's going on top of you after a while?
2: Yeah, obviously coming off the back of last season and all stuff like that, where you end up finishing the season well, promoted, got a playoff goal and all stuff like that. New manager coming in. I thought I'd done okay in pre-season, but um, yeah, just no rhythm at all. I've literally trained for two weeks, broke down, then I got ill. I like suffered with a stomach condition where I've got worked me off for basically ten days and uh, that was a big setback. And then first game back and you roll your ankle and you start thinking, oh, here we go. Like, how's your luck? But no, I've just got to... a fast football in it. Do you know what I mean? It's up and down. So I have just got to try and concentrate and build up a fitness and try and be able to affect the squad in whatever way possible.
4: Got to the third round last year, of course. Uh, fantastic game at Stamford Bridge, which unfortunately the fans couldn't see. So it's nice for the fans to get a win today. Hopefully a good second round and maybe an even better third round.
2: Definitely. Um, I played in that game and although it was a g- kind of a good occasion, it, it, it wasn't what it should have been kind of thing so it was a bit fat a little bit like a reserve game so it would be nice to go and play a big club again and uh, give, like you say give the fans a day out and all stuff like that because realistically we're not going to win the FA Cup so it's all about going on a little cup run and uh getting that away tie if possible, or even a tie here. So uh, let's hope for a good draw and hopefully get the third round.
0: It's the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. It's the first round of the FA Cup this afternoon here at the Mazuma Stadium. And Stephen Robinson's men safely into the hat for round two, thanks to a 1-0 victory over Newport County. Terrible weather conditions, which we'll go into in just a second. But uh, courtesy of super sub Aaron Wildig's first touch of the ball midway through the second half. Uh, we are safely into the draw for round two hello from dave salmon thanks as ever for your company we always appreciate your ears joined as ever by matt smith from the shrimps media team and matt morcombe's first win in seven today and and it just feels so much better doesn't it life in general (laughs) feels so much better
3: yeah it does Um, i think it was a a great performance Um, Defensively, I thought we were absolutely magnificent. Uh, we've been under the cosh a bit recently in terms of our defensive performances, but I think everyone at the back did a, a fantastic job throughout the game. Real bodies on the line performances um, really shows what it means to the club. Um, and then in the middle of the park, I think Alfie McCalmont ran the show. And then we, we, we looked a threat from the first minute in the final third as well. So all in all, uh, really, really pleasing performance and just what a, what a feeling to get the win what a feeling that is a thoroughly deserved win as well let's
0: talk about that weather then it started off a little bit wet and a little bit windy the first 15 minutes 20 minutes of the second half i thought the the sky was going to fall in it was shades of Hartlepool a free a few weeks ago all all over again i don't think i've ever seen wind and rain quite like it but we, we played through it all the same
3: yeah and that's testament to both sides um as fans we never quite understand just how difficult it is to play in conditions like that Um, and and like you said in commentary Dave you know both teams still try to get the ball down and play football Um, so yeah uh, conditions like those you hate to see them Um, especially like you said again in commentary when it's kind of raining in almost to the press deck Um, (laughs) but yeah you know it it makes it all worthwhile at the end when uh, when we come away with a win
0: and the sequence of events it was quite poetic actually in a way I suppose because it stopped raining just as Aaron Will did came onto the pitch and literally 20 seconds later he pops up with the winning goal
3: yeah and you just you see how much it means to him like he said in his interview he had a bit of a rough time of it recently in terms of uh, obviously a bit of an injury at the start of the season then he gets ill and then his his first game back he gets injured again so almost written in the stars you know for Aaron he's he's a lovely lad um loves his football really solid player as well so I, I couldn't be any happier that uh, he's you know, risen up when called upon and, and uh, like we say, instant sub, instant effect comes on and, and wins the game for Morecambe. Delighted.
0: And he's going to be, fingers crossed if he stays fit, he's going to be a big player for Morecambe in the second half of the campaign too.
3: Definitely. You know, the gaffer touched on it, our ins- the, the experienced pro or one-off in the team Um He's a talker in what is, in the gaffer's words, a bit of a quiet squad. Yeah. And I think you've seen the effect he has on in the, the, the time that he had this afternoon. You know, I was really impressed with him. Um, and if that's somebody who's on the back of, you know, a bit of a poor start to the season in terms of lack of game time because of injuries and illness, then what, like you say, like you suggest, what can he go on to do for the rest of the season? It can only benefit Morecambe.
0: I thought Stephen Robinson's demeanour when he came up for his post match interview it was chalk and cheese wasn't it between the last few weeks even the Plymouth game where we got the points he was still I wouldn't say on edge but he was certainly his whole the whole way he was conducting himself was, was, was so different to today much more relaxed because he was happy with every single element of our performance
3: yeah and, and so it should be uh, everybody that came here I think this afternoon will say that Morecambe deserved it Um and and like you said what a win can do to your squad especially when you need it it's massive and uh, if we can get a result on Tuesday night that'll be two wins from two albeit in different competitions and then it'll send us into the international break full of confidence and you'll look to build on it come the return of, of domestic football yeah. so yeah really really pleasing really pleasing performance and uh, an equally pleasing result
0: and that's the thing isn't it it wasn't just a win not just a clean sheet it's was our shape, it was our physicality, it was our bodies on the line, it was being prepared to have the ball into your face, all that kind of stuff. The things that Robbo has demanded for weeks and we haven't done it, we did everything today.
3: I think the biggest compliment you can play its the Morecambe that we saw at the start of the season. Absolutely, yeah. Um, when we took on, obviously we got the draw at Ipswich, we got the win at Blackburn, we ran Preston nothing very close, got the win against Sheffield Wednesday. It's just, the performance we saw today is very reminiscent of the early early matches in the season, and we, we all know that we're capable of it because uh, we showed it in the early stages of the season. So it's it's brilliant to, to see and to say that we were able to uh, to bring it to the the, the afternoon's game, um, and hopefully we can build on it into the next couple of games.
0: International break now then, Matt. I know we've got the game on Tuesday, of course. We're at the Papa John's Trophy already, so I know Robbo said he was going to pick a reasonably strong team for that to give players some minutes we've got a reserve game the week after behind closed doors as well to to get some more minutes into the players Uh, it'll be be an interesting one on Tuesday I suppose nothing to play for in terms of progression but like you say let's get those back to back wins under our belt and then we can have a good almost two weeks solid of training ahead of our next league game
3: well the pressure's off like you say if we're already out of the competition then we can use it to get minutes in the legs of the players that need them. Um, as we all know in football, you can't replicate minutes in games. You can train as hard as you want on the training ground, but it's very difficult to replicate a proper match scenario. So you've got players like Wildig, like Nahua, who are, who are returning from injury. It'd be massive for those guys to, to, to get out there and get minutes in the legs and hopefully come through unscathed. So, yeah, like you say, it will be, uh, it will be an interesting occasion, but one that we'll certainly use to our advantage.
0: Full commentary, of course, on Beyond Radio, and I follow of uh, Morecambe against Carlisle. It's a seven pm kickoff on Tuesday. We'll be live on air from six fifty five. Uh, do not be late for that. I'm just going to have a word, one final word, Matt, about um, Stephen Robinson's neighbour doesn't in his ear you've lost again you've not won for another week you've not won for another week well he's going to have the last laugh this weekend isn't
3: he he absolutely (laughs) is yeah Um, but you know know what the gaffer's like he's very level headed Uh, he's said it so many times you don't get too high with a winning you don't get too low with a loss and he's really shown that in the last couple of weeks because it'd be very easy um, you know especially for for fans as well to kind of lose sight of the bigger picture and the gaffer has shown today that he hasn't done that he's kept calm, he's kept collected and we're certainly reaping the benefits from that with a fantastic performance and win this afternoon We knew didn't we
0: Matt finally that we were going to have tough times this season and we are going to be in a real battle to stay as a League One football club I think realistically everybody knows that we've had that tough spell I know it's only one game but we replicate that against... a handy Newport County team, and there's no getting away from that. I think, as as, as Robbo said, and as Aaron said, top half of League Two, bottom half of League One, not much between the, the, the clubs within those divisions. And I absolutely agree with that. But only one game, but certainly plenty to build on. And, and we've got to try and harness that now.
3: Yeah, we do, we do. Um, like I say, you, we've put the performance out there to build on. You know, it's, it's difficult to build on games where things haven't quite gone our way or where we haven't won. But we've really shown today now that, that we are capable of putting in such a solid performance all over the pitch as well. I don't think we will particularly weaken in any department this afternoon. I think we were fantastic all over. Um, so we can certainly look to build on that um, in the in the coming games starting on Tuesday.
0: Matt, thanks very much indeed. Now, no Shrimps game in League One for a little while now due to the international break. We next play away at Fleetwood Town on the 20th of November. So we thought it'd be a good opportunity to take a look back at some of the great guests that we've had on the Shrimps Verdict podcast so far this season. Let's start with Morecambe striker John Obika. Now, earlier in the season, we welcomed John into the press box with myself and Matt Smith while he recovered from his injury. He was only meant to be doing one game. He actually stayed for four matches because he was enjoying himself that much, which was fantastic. John is a great guy. We're really looking forward to welcoming him back into the squad in the next week or two to really add some extra firepower in the final third for the Shrimps. But we caught up with John to find out all about him. So you joined us in the summer, John. Wine Morecambe?
5: Yeah. yeah, no, I is the, um, the gaffer. I knew the gaffer through um, uh, my time in Scotland. Um, he was at Motherwell there. I love the way he set up his teams. They're always organised. Um, dangerous going forward, solid in defence. So it's something I want to be a part of. He, he spoke about the, the, the fans. It's going to be a, a historical moment being in, in League One and it's something I wanted to be a part of and, and making more history here.
0: Give us a bit of an insight john into just what kind of gaffer is he
5: yeah no very very de- detailed very detailed um, the attention to detail is like, fantastic like, you always feel like you're learning on the training field even off it so um, uh, when you leave the training ground you don't just switch off you have to make sure you, you understand the, the way we press the the way we uh, attack the way we defend so um, i'm loving it the boys love it so um, uh, long may it continue he seems to have bought
0: in, John, a very specific type of player, yourself being one of them, big, strong, physical attributes, yeah. a team of athletes, if you will. And, and so you very much fit the Stephen Robinson mould as, as a footballer, I suppose.
5: Yeah, definitely. You know, I feel um, I know why he brought me in to, to be direct, score goals, um, uh, lead the line well. So um, I'm just glad all the, the forwards are thriving. Um, the team are thriving, and it, it just breeds more confidence to you know to us as a club also.
0: So tell us about your career to date then. So far, John, I know you're a, a Spurs youngster, but then you've you've been around the block a bit. Tell us more.
5: Yeah, so obviously started at Spurs from from age 11, and um, um, worked my way up. I left at 23, but before then um, I was going on loan a lot of times. Um, kind of just you're thinking you'll get a chance, and you go on loan, do well, come back. But um, obviously, with the strength and depth they Tottenham had, you kind of had to continue to prove yourself. Um, and I think when I left at 23, I kind of wanted something more stable, uh, where I can focus on one club. And I went to Swindon then, and from there to, to Oxford, and then to St Mirren. Uh, and now I'm at, at Morecambe. So, yeah. I remember you playing for Oxford
0: uh, when I was doing some missionary work over on the Fylde Coast uh, covering Blackpool a, a few years ago and you always struck me as being a very physical, direct player. Obviously, you've got plenty of experience both in the Football League and, and in the Scottish Premiership, so you class yourself as a very experienced player now and, and, and perfect for the shrimp mould.
5: Yeah, definitely. You know, I feel like I started my kind of league football journey from when I was 18, so I feel like, especially in League One, I understand the league um um, you understand you know how um, uh, different formations you're, you're set up in and when you go to different clubs you know every manager wants uh, something different from you but um, what I bring is you know direct play uh, I like to commit defenders like to score goals um, like to be on the uh, last line of defence so um, that's what I enjoy yeah.
0: and what about this squad then John that Steven Robinson's put together there's some good players in it isn't it
5: yeah definitely you know, um, has being there in pre-season, you've kind of seen, you know, like you said, um, there's a lot of athletes there, uh, a lot of technical players, so I think the mix, especially um, the, uh, the youth and experience, the mix is, is perfect. And uh, I feel the gaffer has added to um, the boys that were here uh, last season, he, he did well to come up, so um, now it's, uh, it's something to be excited about. As players, when you see your squad, you, you train with, you train with each other. You know what you're capable of. So um, there's a lot of players that have experience here. So for, to the youngsters, um, they'll always, they'll always be learning on the job. But I feel like you just understand that, you know, what it means to the fans, what it means to the supporters, and um, we don't fear anybody. So um, that's what I love.
0: And playing back in front of a, a, a full-capacity crowd this season, yeah. it must have been horrible as a pro having to play in, t- in, in empty stadiums for the last 18 months.
5: Yeah, it's tough because, you know, especially as a forward, you score a goal, you are running to the corner flag, like, no one's there, you know. So it's nice that now we can celebrate with the fans and, and give, some, give them something to talk about, you know, going home and give them something to always be uh, joyful about
0: you see things that that we don't see and i think the insight's been absolutely tremendous so thanks so much for your company over the last couple of weeks we really appreciate it and i know the listeners
5: to Shrimps live do as well so thank you very much i oh, appreciate it, Dave. now thank you for having me it's a, it's a pleasure uh, coming on with you and yourself and and matt and, and just just discussing football and hopefully
0: we're going to see you again on the field Really, really, really soon. We just can't wait to, 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 for you to add the extra pace and the firepower up, up in the final third.
5: Yeah, definitely. I, I can't wait, and I will definitely be coming back stronger. And um, yeah, this is uh, this is definitely. I will definitely remember these times. Once I'm once I'm on the field, I'm sure when I get my first goal, I'll I'll have a look at you this time. I'll be waving. Yeah, <laughs> rest assured,
0: I'll be waving yeah, and pointing yeah. at you.
5: Definitely. I cannot
0: wait for that day to come. John Abeka, Morecambe striker. Thank you so much for your company. It's the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. And we are looking at the best of the guests to the pod so far this season. We were delighted to welcome EFL pundit, aficionado, broadcaster, writer, blogger, Gabriel Sutton to Shrimps Live a few weeks ago. He was co-commentating with myself and Matt for the game against Burton Albion. And we're welcoming Gab back into the commentary box for the AFC Wimbledon game away from home In the middle of January. Really looking forward to that. But of course, whilst Gab was with us for the Burton Albion game, I asked him just what he thought about Morecambe's prospects this season.
6: I mentioned one issue, which is the lack of a dominant presence at the heart of the defence. I also think, and I mentioned this a few times on commentary, there isn't a nature's ball winner alongside Diagiraga. I'm not questioning for a moment to Mane spirit and his desire to do well for Morgan Football Club. Not for a moment. But I don't think he has the abilities. the other side of 30 now. And I think that Alfie McCallumont, he's fantastic on the ball tonight. You said he played really well from that point of view. But he's got to be that destructive presence as well because... The way Stephen Robinson plays, DiGaraga is the, prep, uh, the pivot. We need support from Philip and Bacalmont, and I don't think that was there tonight. Again, I come back to that uh, absence of a destructive defensive midfielder. That's what Morecambe were missing. Does that put too much pressure? on the defence or, or do the defence need to do more as well? Both I think, I think. I think it's a combination of things. I think when it comes to into balls into the box there's obviously an issue with just someone who can have that calming influence on the defence. I don't think Malcolm have established that so far this season but on the other hand I think there needs to be more done to stop balls coming into the box to yeah. stop counter-attacks in their tracks and again two areas where At least one of them, Morecambe have got to improve on, because the attacking side of the game, I don't think they're going to be able to keep up, because Cole Stockton's form has been absolutely incredible, but if he gets to 20 goals, he'll have done extremely well, so he's not going to keep up that way, so Morecambe have got to find ways of tightening up, either in terms of defending the box, or in terms of stopping balls coming into the box, one of the two, if not both. Who has
0: impressed you for
6: Morecambe tonight, Gab? In terms of Morecambe, I would say that there were moments from Alfie McCalmont in possession. Some of his cross-field passing was absolutely outstanding, and you can see from that point of view why Leeds think he could be the long-term heir to Calvin Phillips if he if he moves on, and I can see why you know, he's, he's seen in that department. But if he's going to replace that kind of player, he's got to do the dirty work as well, and I don't think there was one Morecambe player that you could say really stood out in all areas. I think there were some players that did well in certain areas of the game but weren't able to produce complete performance so it's collective responsibility i think tonight
0: so you've seen a a really good for the neutral at least you've seen a good open game of football in league one tonight we've got to start being tighter at the back if we are not going to get dragged into trouble. And I think that's going to be the key as to whether we have a successful second half of the season or not. I think that's the difference, Gab, isn't it? We need that... that I, I call it the yard dog. The Alex Kenyon mentality, if you like. Yeah. From, he's tenacious. He's going to win the ball. He's, he's not. He's not going to be pretty at times, but he's going to do the... Dirty work in the heart of the midfield to allow our more creative players to then do what they do best.
6: Yeah, I think the issue the, the way Stephen Robinson sets up, he wants to be to get into positions where Tamani Diargaraga is stepping on to second balls in lots of space. Now to be able to do that, you've got to be able to press high up so that opponents are forced into misplaced passes and clearances so that Diagaraga can step onto those balls. And if that's not the case, then it's a huge amount of pressure on Diagaraga that He doesn't have the legs to deal with. And then you're seeing lots of pressure on the defence.
0: You watch a lot of League One and EFL football. Gab, have you seen enough in Morecambe tonight to think that we're going to be okay this season?
6: well this is an individual game Dave so uh, of course probably not tonight because the defending you can't say anything in this league if you defend corners like that and if you don't have uh, that destructive side to the game which I think was missing from Morecambe but over the course of the season we've seen what Cole Stockton can do what other players can do in terms of creating going forward Arthur Nahua until tonight had been re- in really good form and even I think he showed flashes tonight but um, I think 7 Robinson will demand more
0: AFL pundit aficionado of everything to do with the football league I've wanted to get you on Shrimps Live for a while and you finally said yes so we're really grateful for that uh, Gab thank you for joining us in the commentary box uh, thank you for your insight your, your your input you are a real stats man aren't you? I know people follow you on Twitter and follow you uh, on, on the blogs that you do for various uh, other websites You are. it's all in your head though isn't it yeah. you, you've not written a
6: single thing down tonight 95% of the people I've met call me a Stato so, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> and finally Gab the, the sales pitch where can we find more of your your work online and on social media
6: sure so you can drop me a follow if you'd like to at Gab Sutton and you can also follow the hashtag EFL debate I speak to managers owners fans everyone really involved in any EFL club so EFL debate the hashtag and Gab Sutton at Gab Sutton on Twitter
0: especially if you need uh, any any fashion tips <laughs>
6: That's why oh, you're I my to. inspiration Dave so uh, I'll, I'll work off indeed.
0: you uh, Gabriel Sutton thank you very much indeed for your company gotcha. on Shrimps Live tonight
6: that's an absolute pleasure Dave and all the best to the shrimps for the rest of the season
0: Thanks for listening to the Shrimp's Verdicts podcast. It's the best of the guests so far this season. And a while ago, I caught up with brand new head of media and communications at the club, Ryan Daly. Ryan was appointed to the role back in August, all part of the brand new bright tomorrow philosophy uh, that the club are instilling right across the board, across every single department. I caught up with Ryan to find out a bit more about him and his plans for the media side of Morecambe Football Club. Let's talk about yourself then, Ryan, if I can. You've come into the club as the new uh, the head of media and communications. How have you found life at the Mizuma so far?
7: Yeah, it's been very fast-paced. I think uh, it's been an experience to, to get my hand to knowing what was before and what I need to bring to the team. Obviously, we're looking at more getting more equipment in. We've obviously boosted the social media, um, the output. From the manager, the players, the behind-the-scenes stuff, but all, more importantly for me, it's all about the communication with the fans. I think it's getting um, answers that the fans want to know answered. Um, so, yeah, it, it's been really good. I've enjoyed it. It's it's lovely being back at a football club. Obviously, spending you nearly know, three years at the EFL was a different experience. Obviously, come from Doncaster before that. So it's great. It's great to be back in, in club football, and, and we're trying to boost as much as we can. Uh, Matt Smith who you know and your listeners will know uh, from doing these has been fantastic I think I'd be lost without him in all fairness proven by the fact that he's not here this week he'll be the last time he would be getting a holiday during how, the dare,
0: season. how dare How dare? who sanctioned the holiday during the season? Disgusting
7: he, won't, <laughs> he will not be getting another one let me show you that but no he's a great lad he's a fantastic asset to this team um, and yeah I just hope the fans are enjoying what we're doing we're trying to bring more pictures and audio and, and whatever else that you would expect from a League One club and regardless of what division we're in I expect this department more than anything to be of the one standard and we're
0: going to be working towards that for however long I'm here for and I suppose that is the key isn't it and that's the whole reason that the club bought ahead of communications in is to lift everything to take what's good from previously but lift it to, to the level that it deserves to be for a league one football club
7: yeah 100% and I can't come in here and say that there's hardly been anything done before I think Matt Rushton, who's now gone to Blackpool, and also Derek Quinn, who is here as part of the programme editor slash press officer role. They've done a fantastic job. They've obviously steadied the flow of a, a League and Two a football club job. over the years. <laughs> obviously, it's gone up now to, to League One. And I think that just the club are just looking for a bit more of an all-rounder, so to speak, rather than two people doing everything, mm-hmm. um, digital and non-digital. But yeah, I, I, like I said, I'm really enjoying it. There's a long way to go. Um, we want to boost more we want to get more engagement we want to do more creating this Morecambe family type of environment with the academy side the, the maybe the girls team and the ladies team as well and it, it's just about bringing everybody together we want a community feel and um, I had a very similar instance with my time at Doncaster they've got this umbrella where it's called Club Doncaster mm-hmm. and that's something that the board and, and, and everybody the directors want to, to kind of bring to this club and it's something that we aspire to do so the three-year plans in place on and off the field and, and we're working towards bringing
0: the best of Morecambe Football Club The three-year plan but, but big plans on and off the field and, and we're already well ahead of the curve there yeah
7: 100% and that was shown last season by getting promoted that was one of the things that they wanted to do by 2024 was get promoted to League One it's just about sustaining it now and and should the worst happen and it go down You've still got another two years to, to make sure that there is a League One sustainable club by the the, the time goal and, and the time set. So, yeah, it's just about bringing that to the forefront, bringing it to a more consistent level. And like I said, in my department, speaking solely about the media side and the comms side, is bringing it to a League One standard and, and possibly being the best one in League One. I've, I've obviously had some positive feedback by some of the fans and... We're working ever so hard to make sure that we're giving them the best content and the best communications that we can possibly give them.
0: I suppose it's difficult, isn't it? Because you've got the fans who are hungry for that information. And certainly in the age of social media, they want to know something that's happened before it's even happened a lot of the time. And when you're working with a, a small team of, of just a few individuals, you must have your work cut out to, to sort of give the fans what they want. Sometimes it's just about tempering expectations.
7: Mm. Um We don't want to run before we can walk. We don't want to fall flat on our faces if that was to happen. It's just about getting a foundation in place with everything that fans can expect to see, such as press conferences on a Thursday, content on a Friday, same with Monday for Tuesday games. It's just a more consistent approach to to laying the foundations. And obviously, if we do stick within this terms of the three-year plan it's about building on that each year and, and that will come obviously the, the board have invested heavily into the media department anyway with new equipment and stuff like that the shrimps trust have also reached out and they want to help us with um some more equipment for gold cams and stuff like that so that's something that we are Um, looking to do now in the next few weeks is invest in that so we can bring fans even more content from behind the scenes stuff and, and stuff like that so yeah we're moving in the right direction and hopefully it can continue to be what it is and we can get better as we go along
0: That was Ryan Daly the Head of Media and Communications at Morecambe Football Club finding out a bit more about Ryan and his long term plans for the future of the media office at the Mizuma Stadium. We'll have more bests of the guests on the Shrimp's Verdict podcast in our next episode, which will be out on Tuesday night, just after the final Papa John's Trophy group game for the Shrimps. They're hosting Carlisle United this coming Tuesday. We'll be live on air for full match commentary on Beyond Radio and on iFollow from 6.55. Myself, Dave Salmon and Matt Smith in the commentary box as ever. And that's just about it for this episode. Thanks so much as ever for listening and we'll speak to you next time. Every kick, every game, every goal Following Morecambe FC in League
1: One Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio